Welcome to the Tom Dupree Show. This week, joining Tom is Missy Clifton. What do you all have this week? Well, that was quick. I mean, you just want I'm tossing to it over right to into you. It. I mean, so, this song is from an album called Cosmos Factory. And uh, the album is probably as famous for songs on it that were not hits as the ones that were. And I would call this the album where Creedence Clearwater Revival kind of comes into their own. And uh, the voice of John Fogarty becomes just so unmistakable in American musicology. The album came out like so many other great albums uh, about 1970. And it's just... I mean, this is a remake of a song by Arthur Crudup. Eric Clapton always also does a version of this, but I'll always like the CCR version. So, just quite an album. Okay. First uh, Thessalonians, chapter 1. Paul and Silvanus and Timotheus unto the church of the Thessalonians, which is in God the Father, and the Lord Jesus Christ. Grace be unto you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. We give thanks to God always for you all, making mention of you in our prayers, remembering without ceasing your work of faith and labor of love and patience of hope in our Lord Jesus Christ in the sight of God and our Father. Knowing, brethren beloved, your election of God, for our gospel came not unto you in word only, but also in power and in the Holy Ghost and in much assurance as you know what manner of men we were among you for your sake. And you became followers of us and of the Lord, having received the word in much affliction with the joy of the Holy Ghost, or some translations, the Holy Spirit. First Thessalonians Chapter 1, verses 1 through 6. So, what we strive to do on this first hour of the broadcast is bring to you information, in some cases, that you would never hear on any other sort of uh, media channel uh, very few you're sure not going to hear it from the lexington herald leader 
or uh, Channel 27 or Channel 18 are probably most radio shows. And we try to curate this uh, information. We, we have a room full of curators, people working, I mean, pretty much 24-7 to come up with stuff that we can bring to you. You don't know how many curators there are of this information. And I think uh, it's kind of a, a well-kept secret. It's just a joke, actually. We, we Well, we do have one well, and, individual that's on scan all the time, well, and you're about of, to hear from her. There's two of them because I do it myself also. I just don't write it down as much as she does. But this is one thing that we've come up with, um, and this is actually a CNN article, which you would – you know, one of the things that I have begun to notice recently – is the press that would seem uh, putatively kind of left-wing is now starting to sound the alarm a little bit about certain policies uh, that they would have endorsed maybe six months ago, a year ago, that now they're beginning to you know talk about, well, this could have ramifications. This article is three reasons that Shanghai's lockdown – matters to the global economy in case you haven't been studying a, a city in china of somewhere between 20 and 30 million people uh they have really big cities over there is completely locked down i don't know how they enforce that but they do where people are most of them live in apartments they're being required to stay in their apartments uh, because of this latest outbreak of covid i would i would venture that you know, my guess is that of those people, probably 95% or more have been vaccinated. Maybe two, three times. I don't know how many times they're doing it over in China. Uh, but they've all been vaccinated. Um, and yet uh, the the government considers that the wisdom is, well, forget about the vaccinations. Let's make everybody stay at home. Um now, there's... Can I elaborate on that? Yeah. <laughs> uh, just to clarify, it's not just Shanghai. Um, it actually involves, I think, uh, by reports, maybe about 45 other cities. But Shanghai would be absolutely the largest, and it's the epicenter. Well, a small city in China is a million people. Right, sure. Um, and this all started March 28th, by the way. So so the, the, whole, the whole... It is a zero-tolerance... How long are they trying to do it for? There is no end in sight. Okay, so let, let me just get to this point, and then we can okay. say that is a major production hub of a lot of stuff that we use in this country. And you can say, well, you know, I don't want to do business with China. Well, sorry, you do do business with China. And here, here's the thing. Um, if you have a whole slice of the workforce – of a 25 million person city staying home for let's call it three weeks. What is that going to do to, you know, all the factories idled, nothing working. It's interesting to me how, uh, COVID is being used around the globe. <laughs> I think, I think it's hand in glove with the, uh, global warming, 
greeny crowd, but because if they can stop cars from being on the road, if they can stop factories from working, they figure it's that much greenhouse gas not being produced that day. They would love it if we did COVID lockdowns from now until the end of time. But the problem is there's the human element, and there are people uh, jumping off of balconies, screaming, uh, you know, and, and there's nothing. They're starving. Some of them are because the people in food production are also sidelined. So, Go ahead. So people are sitting here probably thinking, what in the world are you talking about, Tom? This, that's crazy. And he, well, all you got to do is read the news. It's exactly. on the news. Here is here's the reality. So the government claims that daily cases are soaring. So what they've done effectively is they have locked the people in. We're not just talking about lockdown like Kentucky was in a lockdown and, oh, please stay at home and avoid people out on the sidewalk. Yeah, but you and, could still go places. No, they have sealed their doors closed. Well, they did that at the beginning of COVID also. Sealed and some their doors died. closed. Right. They've sealed them. They're not allowed to leave their homes. They have banned all cars on the road. So there, you know, there's no one traveling. So what, what you got locked down with was what you got locked down with, meaning you had spam or you had, you know, some, some soup or whatever, whatever you had when they locked down, that was it. And so these people are getting up. I mean, so you think, okay, what's the big deal? Online order. It's now become something like a third world country. You know, here is one of the most, what, uh, metropolitan, most modern cities in the world that rivals Manhattan, New York, uh, Beverly Hills, Los Angeles. These people are locked in their apartments. And you said they are coming to their balconies screaming because now these people have no food. They have no medication. The the, the telecommunication systems, uh, you know, for, for the... Um, social welfare, they are overloaded. They can't get to the people. Um, if you have an emergency, so sorry, can't help you. Um, they're, they're, and the first thing they do is if they actually can get you is to test you. And if you're positive, shut the door. It's, it is, it's almost, it is barbaric. It is so barbaric that they have now decided also, not now, but also along this, this terrible stuff that's in the news, they've decided that cats, pets, are are the um carriers carriers that's you know they did that in the black plague in the 1300s they killed uh all these uh animals that they thought were carrying it like cats and dogs they were actually keeping the rat population right in check right. it was or the, the rats right. that were carrying it, it so when all the cats move. and dogs got bad move right the rats burgeoned well and- you can appreciate i mean i think that there there is no american audience that that can watch these videos and not not feel not feel really um it's, it's kind of a sucker punch for except for lovers. our political class that Apparently. is completely in bed yeah. with china uh the nba uh the biden family uh, other politicians, perhaps even Republicans also, they uh, can watch it and keep taking their paycheck. So, so these people are starving. They're having their, their pets taken away from them, put in these bags and destroyed. There was a viral uh, video that um, of a medical Chinese worker. They call them the whites, the team of whites. It's the, it's the white medical Chinese workers um, that, that trapped this corgi, and it's not a good ending, so I'll leave it at that. Um, but that, that is really, really 
it, it, it is really upsetting. And I think that the, I think that the, <laughs> the interesting now, thing is you think that it, you think that, that 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 just can't happen. And you also would think probably that can't happen that's, here. That's that's right. That's the part I Surely want. Surely that can't happen. Absolutely, here. it was so close to happening with our governor Andy, who went into the parking lot. Uh, of a church that were people were trying to do this online everybody's forgotten about this this was two years ago and basically anybody who's a politician and who aspires to power will at some point or other get drunk on it they're going to drink of that and they're going to say i have the power to do this and that as did our governor who's you know, really tried to act like he's not, but we're going to talk about him a little yeah. bit later. So, well, and I love uh, there's also that they they have a whole you know, new use for drones in China that they have in Shanghai. The government drones are are you know swarming over these you know highly dense areas like a New York City where all the apartments, as you said, these people coming out screaming, banging their pots and pans. They are so frustrated. Um, but these drones are going over top of the people, continually repeating in Chinese, uh, control your soul's desire for freedom. Can you imagine how bizarre that would be? Control your soul's desire oh, that's for what, freedom. That's what, uh, that's what uh, the uh, boy wonder to the north of us told his people. Um, you know, the uh, Trudeau, that's basically what our politicians Gavin Newsom in California tells his people it's what Joe Biden says, you know, don't, don't, don't follow those impulses for freedom. So it's interesting. I mean, I think that, uh, you know, um, we're going to look back on this time in history as one of being, uh, a, a defining moment for when we saw what evil truly was. Okay. Well, and, and what we're talking about seems probably really extreme to, to the listeners, but to case in point, we're talking about right now, as you're trying to enjoy the warmer weather and getting out and doing your due, we already have, you know, there are three universities and cities that have already reenacted their public mandates for having masks on. You have got, um, you've got Biden who's Philadelphia. Just, yep. Philadelphia, Georgetown university. Biden has just extended his travel mask mandate for another couple of weeks while simultaneously lifting the title 42. So I'm, I'm a little confused about that. All right, tell, tell them quickly what okay, title 42 okay. is. So, so, you know, so again, while simultaneously ending all COVID restrictions for migrants crossing illegally into the United States, that's what the title 42 um, that's what the you know Title Forty Two is 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 basically the summation of it. He, but and the reason is because the Democratic Party is wedded to this notion: if we can get more illegal uh, people in this country and have them vote illegally, we'll win elections. Yeah, that's that's the point. I'm just saying it's it it is it makes no sense. So to end the restrictions for the migrants crossing. Um, yet extend the mask mandates for Americans on planes and public transportation makes no sense. Well, I'll tell you another thing that doesn't make sense that they just did the other day. So they think, let's go uh, from, say, 10% ethanol in fuel to, I don't know, 15 or 20%. Well, ethanol is just alcohol produced in Iowa primarily from corn. Do you know what it costs in terms of greenhouse gases, uh, production of fertilizer, 
getting in the field, harvesting, and all the work that it takes to produce that corn into ethanol in terms of what is needed to be used to get the ethanol to put in the gasoline? No, please tell me. Probably three or four times the amount of energy that it takes to pull out of the ground and refine a barrel of oil. I mean, you talk about insanity. There, First of all, that should have never begun in the first place. Even Al Gore, Mr., uh, you know, who not only invented the Internet, but invented the uh, <laughs> college ecology movement, he said it was a bad idea. It was a payoff that Republicans actually did because of the of Iowa and the Iowa caucuses and the the uh, importance of Iowa in elections. It was a way to buy the votes of Iowa. Now Joe is saying, "Well, let's go from ten percent to twenty percent in a gallon of gasoline." Do you know what ethanol does to the injectors and the stuff in your engine if it's left in there? alcohol is not a lubricant petroleum is alcohol sucks it's a desiccant it um what, what the the word it actually it's a drying thing it'll crack your seals it pulls the stuff out of there you if you leave if you leave um uh ethanol in your uh lawnmower or your chainsaw over the winter mm-hmm. Uh, you you're going to have to replace a lot of stuff in there because so it's never been a good idea to begin with the inputs are three to four times as much as pulling out a barrel of oil so you tell me these people make sense and these democrats i mean i saw my friend john s let's call him he put on his his facebook today blank biden and blank you for voting for him. I mean, it's just, this is so insane. Or for not voting for him or not protesting when the votes got, the the fake votes got counted, which I have absolutely no problem continuing to say. But, um, you know, the, the, there there is no sense. People who are just trying to hold on to power don't ask for logic. Clearly not. Clearly not. I, I have nothing to say on the on the gas. You, you're you're beyond me on on the. Uh, well, the alcohol the, uh, burns just like petroleum. Ethanol is. Uh, do you ever pure grain alcohol? They'd have a big punch bowl at the fraternity party and pour that clear stuff. I try in. not to remember that. Well, you probably can't. That's ethanol. That is nothing but. That's vodka, basically. It, without any taste, it's vodka made out of corn rather than uh, potatoes or whatever. That's all that is. It's not methanol, which is uh, de- uh, kill you. It's ethanol, which you can actually drink. Um, it's different on the uh, carbon chain. You know, it's the first thing you learn in organic chemistry. But um, they're putting that into gasoline. Because you can, you know, and then some, you see where it says E85 at some of these stations? That's 85 octane. It's pure ethanol. And there's certain cars that can run on that. But just tears the hell out of your engine. There's something to be said for having cars that run on diesel. Which, fortunately, Tom and I, we like diesel. Yeah, we love paying $5 a gallon. 
Yeah, to but fill your <laughs> daggone car. We're not going to get a bunch. You can of, love it all you want to. My mom, my mom has the stickers that you can put on the. You well, know, somebody the, got I, put in jail for that in uh, Pennsylvania. Oops. <laughs> okay, <laughs> we're all over the place. You're listening to the Tom Dupree Show with Missy Clifton sitting in. We'll be back in just a few minutes with the second half of the hour. Stay tuned. Say I've been buying other women clothes, but you've been taking money from someone else. Why? Because you ain't taking it from me. And welcome back to the Tom Dupree Show. Missy Clifton sitting in. Yeah. So this is, of course, uh, Creedence Clearwater Revival. Now, Eric Clapton also has a version of this song, which, you know, I'm, I'm sure lots of blues people have done it. Let's listen to his. Let's see which one we like better. All right, you'll have to talk for a minute while I get it. Hang All on. Right. So, for people who grew up when I did, uh, there are certain things that everybody remembers clear, clear, Credence Clearwater Revival because they were very top 40. A lot of the songs were. And, uh, of course, Eric Clapton was not top 40. Here's his version. Take a look at yourself. It's obviously acoustic, not electric. Which version do you like better? I like this one better. It's more subtle. It's all it is is a guitar. It's more stripped down. Yeah. 
But I like John Fogarty's voice better. I like the Cl- uh, Creedence Clearwater version better. Yeah, that's John Fogarty. All right. Just thought I'd give you a couple more things to think about. So, you know, we have, uh, we think all this bad stuff's going on in the world, but we have a state where it went on here and it would go on here if people that uh, would like to have a lot of power were given their ability to do this. Right now the legislature is meeting and uh, uh, if you don't think that our uh, Democratic uh, politicians are bought and sold and paid for by the typical left-wing organizations like Planned Parenthood. Um, just just listen to this. Uh, the legislature, which is predominantly Republican, passed a, a bill that uh, would prohibit abortions on babies after 15 weeks. Now, this is going to sound really gruesome, but I have read some literature that the abortion industry actually likes to have babies that are past 15 weeks because of what they can get for the body parts. If you don't think money drives this, do you think they're doing this just because they like chopping up living beings? There's money in it. And there's more money in a baby that's more fully developed than there is in one that's, you know, three weeks old. Just think about that one for a little bit. And this is what drives these decisions. Don't think there's anything more than money to it. Now, there's evil also. And the idea infanticide has been around as long as humanity, thousands of years. There have been, uh, there have been uh, uh, religions that sacrifice their kids. But here's the thing. So the legislature passed this bill, says, no, if they're over 15 weeks, they can't be aborted. Our governor, bought and paid for by Planned Parenthood, vetoes that. And I'm sure he had some BS, health of the mother kind of stuff in there. And the legislature overrode his veto. Now, this is what you get if you think somehow, because you voted for little Andy, because he's a Democrat, that, that somehow there is some human agency in doing this that you're helping people vote for a guy that overrides something to try to save children like this. You better, you better examine everything about who the hell you are, because this is insane. And thank God that our legislature had the kahunas enough Finally, they step up and do something creative. Yeah, this is such a it's such an uncomfortable topic for people. It seems um, for some, actually, not not for everybody. Um, I think that I, I go back and I look at Roe versus Wade, and 
realize that that ruling was made before ultrasounds had even reached America. And that if we now know that children in the womb suck their thumbs, they feel pain, they respond to light, they recognize their mother's voices. But to your point, it's not about recognizing recognizing the baby in the womb as an individual with rights. It's about something a lot more nefarious that is it's is, about but, money. Well, and you know, the, it's the, I hear the, my body, my choice. Well, your body now has two heads, four hands, four legs, two beating hearts and two entirely sets of DNA. So there are two bodies to consider and, Gosh, and I don't know the you know all along you know for the last two years I've hear, you know heard the my body my choice but that doesn't apparently well, it's been longer than and, that 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 doesn't no that doesn't that doesn't but the last two years meaning what I was going to say was is that in that my body my choice but it doesn't it doesn't apply if that that was about the vaccination so it's you know that my body my choice if it's for abortion and I don't want to be inconvenienced but my body my choice I don't want to be vaccinated let's say that um, doesn't matter that, that doesn't because cuz yeah. it's for the good that, that's the that's the thing that you know very few people out there sit down and actually question what the left tells them you know or that entire generations have been killed in the womb since you know Roe versus Wade but um but you you're going to insist on that everybody wears a mask to save grandma's life Exactly. Again, you know, it, the the hypocrisy is just it's it's ludicrous. It's rife. Ludicrous. It's ludicrous. So now there was another bill out there that was regarding women and sports that he vetoed and they overrode. What was that one? I didn't read it as closely. That uh, I think the 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 mix of it, the the gist of it, excuse me, was that uh, transgendered uh, individuals could no not more no more Leah Thomases yeah, no more in, Leah in Thomases Kentucky. exactly like like what we talked about and uh, even the the everybody's starting to now decide that was a stupid idea except for the NCAA and the and the Ivy League listen the the walk back the walk back when people have made mistakes is it's you know it's it's too daunting it's yeah. it's just it's a hard thing to do. And I think the um, I think you know we're we're getting a lot of that um, you know again with the mask and the you, know, you you think it's all going away but it's it's not it's it's just going to rear its ugly head again and the the blind what's the right reliance the blind trust in the CDC is is alarming to me. Maybe it's just Listen, I, what I will say is a guy who has kind of been buried in the sand for a long time is our attorney general, Daniel Cameron, whom many thought, well, this guy is really going to do something. And he he seemed to be uh, afraid of um, any kind of controversy, sort of the Mitch McConnell approach to things, and he finally came out and said that he uh, congratulated the uh, legislature on overriding the veto of uh, of Andy uh, uh, Bashir. And you know, th- listen, Kentucky is not 
a wealthy state, but it's not our, it's not because we shouldn't have been. It's because of our own fault. It's because we have let ourselves be uneducated and really worse than uneducated, unwilling to change sort of uh, buffoons in many ways and allowed politicians to sort of keep us going. And every now and then Kentucky does something despite itself that seems to make sense. I, I never can get away from this. Adarsh and I went to Norway Got about the same amount of people as Kentucky. A little under 5 million. Unbelievably forbidding, infertile countryside. I mean, you can hardly grow a cactus there. It's, it's hard to grow lichens there, moss. A lot of it has nothing growing on it. It's kind of a semi-Arctic land. And they have an almost $2 trillion permanent fund because they have taken the uh, little severance tax from their offshore oil deposits and put them into a fund, and it's grown for decades. In Kentucky... We had massive coal deposits, and different from Norway, we have tremendous farmland. They don't have it. We do. About the same population, instead of having $2 trillion to the good, we're many, many billions of dollars in debt. We have a decidedly, at least from a, you know, from a governmental viewpoint, a decidedly negative net worth. Theirs is very, very positive. We went to the headquarters of Statoil, now called Equinor, the uh, state oil firm. Incredible architectural building. I mean, this is in Oslo. Listen, this is a country of barely 5 million people. Oslo, Norway, maybe has a million, maybe a million and a half. It's not a huge city. But the architecture there is so incredibly beautiful. You feel like you're in one of the more populous places on the face of the earth. What did they do different than what we did? They put their national wealth beyond their politicians are just as greedy and grabby as ours human nature is no different wherever you go but they put their national treasures beyond the reach of politicians and political types and they chose to educate their young people i can remember when i was in the uh, eighth grade we had to d read this um, 
play called A Doll's House. Okay. You talk about having the hair stand up on the back of your neck. Adarsh and I, when we were there, we stayed in a uh, Airbnb. It was at the foot of this hill. It was in a lady's apartment, which was nice. It was over her her uh, uh, garage. One day, I got up and walked up that hill, and I went, and it was nice up there. There was some. It looked like a university or something. I took a left. Next thing I know, I see this cemetery over there. Very old looking. I go down through there and I'm walking and I'm, I'm all of a sudden coming to this area that looks like the oldest of the old and some graves that are of notable people. And I come up and I, I'm standing in front of the grave of Henrik Ibsen who wrote A Doll's House. I go to the next grave. It's the grave of Edvard Munch. You know, the painting, The Scream. He's the guy that did that. There was also Johann Sverdrup was buried there. He is the guy for whom Statoil had just named their newest drilling rig in the North Sea. When we were flying back from from Stockholm to uh, Dublin, you could look down because you, you, you Stockholm's to the east, and then when you're thirty five thousand feet, you're going by the the coast of Norway. You could look down and see the drilling rigs down there, and you could actually see the helicopters coming to them. This could have been Kentucky. Instead, we've bec- we've stayed uh, the way we are, and and now we're worse. We could be much better. And it grieves me because I've lived here all of my working life, basically. I love Kentucky, but we've got to do better. And and so many of our people, it's as if they've been lobotomized. They just refuse to think bigger than what's right next to their nose. One uh, just released uh, from the National Bureau of Economic and Research, just, I mean, literally hot off the press, is the final report card on the state's response to COVID-19. So, timely for us to discuss Andy Bashir. Um, so, as these, uh, these researchers put together, very well thought of almost exactly two years ago, COVID-19, of course, spread to the United States and following the federalism model, the 50 states and their governors and legislators made many of their own pandemic policy choices um, to mitigate the damage of the virus, of course. So um, we had, we had Andy at five. Was it beers with Bashir? When that the, no, it was four. I think, I think he moved it up. He got a little anxious to get his words out, get get the word out and joy. Um, So they, you know, they basically, the, the, you know, the suggestion was that the states would have learned from each other and, you know, best practices um, effect, you know, effectively, in terms of, you know, how to contain the virus and minimize negative effects, lockdown strategies, businesses, children, et cetera, and so on. And one of the things that Kentucky got dinged on big time was closing schools. In fact, the five worst states were Illinois, California, New Mexico, New York, and D.C. And the criteria that they looked into this study of given in this report card, they all got F, like F minuses. Um, because they were looking at economic development, um, you know, uh, 
children, you know, it was, it was closing schools, closing businesses, um, deaths per, you know, population, et cetera, and so on. Um, Kentucky, I think was like 28th out of, out of the, the, it was in the mid, it was a low C is what Kentucky got. Which is well, just I mean, we've taken a huge opportunity and squandered it. And we've done this at a national, national level also. Look at how much money we owe. We've become an incredibly profligate nation, never before seen on the face of the earth. And at what happens to to uh, debtor nations is a lot of time, and this is the sad part, is they go under. Uh, they cease to exist. They no longer are on the national scene as a force to be reckoned with. So uh, expect to see this in, in our state <laughs> in the same way has, has done exactly the same thing. And I don't, there's nothing, I, I don't have anything to say that's really what I would call um, a silver lining. Maybe we'll see one at some point, but not right now. So what can people do? Get your own house in order. Yeah, what can pay you off, do? Pay off your debt. Invest wisely. And we'll talk about that in the next, in the second hour. But uh, do the things that you should do if you were a country and you wanted to get your house in order. Because you can do things on an individual level that the state refuses to do. And, and vote for the politicians that support your beliefs also. If you can find and, them. And research them well. All right, that's been an hour. Woo. You're listening to the Tom Dupree Show with Missy Clifton sitting in. We'll be back in the second hour with our financial guys. And we're going to start uh, an evergreen series. This first uh, episode is going to be about, let me look at the title. I believe it's about inflation, interest rates, and outliving your money. You're not going to want to miss it. Stay tuned. We'll be back in just a few.